0: Today is very special. We're gonna go on a journey together.
1: That's true, so (laughs) grab your passport, pack your bags, get ready. In uh, the next several episodes, we're gonna talk to you about the supernatural.
0: I'm talking about the
1: real supernatural. That's right. And as for 55 years, I have gone on these missionary trips. I've gone to right. very dangerous places, places where they're trying to kill me, places where they told me not to go. Right. Uh, and a few times, well, more than a few, I've taken pastors with me, Christians with me. A lot of times I just tell them, sorry, you can't go. This trip's too dangerous. I'm not I'm right. not taking you. Sometimes they're illegal and I have to sneak in and out of country. So I, I'm not going to put you in that position. But, uh, But when I do take people with me, I usually give them some kind of an orientation before That's we right. leave uh, the States and oh. tell them, here's what to expect. Uh, here's what I don't want you to do. There's some rules I have I don't want you to do right. uh, while we're there and things that I do want you to do. Now, if you go on your own trip, you can do whatever you want to, but this is my trip, my rules, and I've done this before. I'm not a rookie and I've done this before and most Christians really don't know where they are. They're really... and the supernatural. They're really not located themselves right. uh uh spiritually, and so uh, it's like in in Acts chapter 4, Whenever Paul and I mean, excuse me, whenever Pe- uh, Peter and John had healed the guy at the Great Gate Beautiful and got in trouble for that and got wanted to put them in prison, finally they let them go. In ver- in chapter uh, four and verse, I believe it's twenty-three. It says when they were let go, they immediately went to their own company. And see, you you have a company and you need to find out where that company is. And Brother Hagin used to tell us most Christians don't know who their company is or where their company is. But you need to know. Uh, you need to locate yourself. And so uh, the next few episodes, we're going to get on a plane. We're going to hop to this country. Let's go to India. Let's go to Africa. Let's go here. Let's go there. And I'm going to talk to you about some do's and don'ts because we're, we're, we're not just going to teach some Christians or some kids in Sunday school or even a pastor's conference where we're all nice Christians we're dealing with. We're going to do open air crusades where we're fighting hell, where hell knows who we are. They know we're coming and we're going to be casting devils out. of We're actually going into hell's backyard, the devil's backyard and rescuing people. And, and it's a fight. And so we're going to talk to you about that because you need to be prepared. You don't That's want right. to go ill prepared. And so many Christians are exactly not prepared for that. So stay with us. It's going to be a great several shows, and uh, I think you're going to learn some things, and, and I know you're going to enjoy it.
0: God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mines Ministries' More Than Conquerors broadcast. We are so glad you have joined us today, and boy, are we having a good time talking about what you have lived on and preached on and and seen God do out there in the realm of uh, 55 years of missionary evangelism is the supernatural power of God. You could not have ever done or could have ever even thought about going if you didn't depend on the supernatural. Oh, I wouldn't even want to go. No, who would?
1: In fact, (laughs) I I have a lot of respect for ministries that aren't filled with the Holy Spirit and don't know about miracles and don't know about the supernatural, and they go anyway.
0: It's like, oh, my goodness. They just go out of dedication Mm -hmm. you know, and faithfulness and desire to see souls saved. But we have to have the supernatural, which is well, what you, has I proven. I think you
1: quoted, maybe our last program, you quoted uh, John G. Lake. Yes. And said uh, he said about 1950, the year I was born, he said, miracles are the dinner bell to the world. Yeah. Or that was F.F. Bosworth. F. F. I'm Bosworth. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, okay. F.F. Bosworth. Yeah. Uh, miracles are the dinner bell to the world. Miracles uh, draw right. people. They do. And miracles separate our God from all the other gods. Exactly. So uh, anyway, we've been on this journey,
0: yeah. And uh, we told
1: you last uh, program that we're going to be uh, for several episodes. We just want to take you on a missionary journey, tell you things to do, tell you things not to do, try That's to right. help you, <laughs> and uh, pull you up to uh, see the world and see mankind as a lost and dying, sin sick world. Uh, they're hurting, they're dying. That's right. And uh, we are their only hope. In fact, we're the ones that fulfill God's vision. That's right. God had a vision and a dream when He created this thing, and He said to, He said to uh, to uh, to Himself and to Jesus, He said, "Now let us make man in our in own our likeness own and in our own image, and let them have dominion." Uh, and so He wants us to fulfill that dream. That's right. And then when He put Adam and Eve in the garden, He said, "Now give me a family." <laughs> Multiply and be fruitful. Multiply. God God wanted a family because he had the angels, right. but angels weren't free moral agents. Angels right. had to do what he told them to. He wanted a family, a real family that would love him because they wanted to. Right. They would choose to love him, would choose to serve him. And so that's up to us, the Christians, to fulfill the dream of God and give him the family That he desires. And the way to do that is with the supernatural or with the miraculous.
0: Well, and it's a testimony to the power of the God we serve. When you show people the supernatural and you prove to them that prayer works, you prove to them that the word of God out of your mouth has come to pass. Yes. That what you said manifested. Yes, that the word works. That you commanded something, a disease to die. And healing came. Exactly. And, and then that we didn't just make them. this up. It no. comes from the Bible. Yes. Hallelujah. You
1: know, God's the one that said it. God thought <laughs> it up. It the up. Holy Ghost wrote the book. <laughs> and He's not How only wonderful. the author of the book, but He's also, Renee, the teacher of the yes. book. And He'll come and teach us yes. and lead us, Jesus said, into all truth. Right. And so we can take the word and the, and the name of Jesus and go to the world right. and get God a family. That, that, you, know, Peter, you know, preacher friends of mine for decades have said, Terry, you just oversimplify the Bible. Well, <laughs> it's just really that, simple, that God, simple. God put Adam and Eve in the garden. He put right. the kids in the garden. Then he lost them. <laughs> and, and now he's got us looking for him to get him back, to give him his family. And then at the end of the book, Revelation 22, yes. he's, he says he's going to bring us all home.
0: Bring us all home.
1: He's going to say, Come and dine. He come and the dine. Family. Supper's ready. Everybody come home. And yes. so he's going to get the family back together. And of Hallelujah. course, God didn't know it's been, you know, 6,000 years. He thinks it was last week because the day is as a thousand years to that's the Lord, right. a years is as a thousand.
0: That's right. Uh, he just thought it was a week. So
1: he, he thought it was last week. He put Adam and Eve in the garden, lost them, and as going to get them back, and bring them home, and feed them.
0: My, my, my. You know, and that's that's really. The application that, that we all need to look at, Terry, is that is that we are here on like in a church on Sunday morning right. and we're being taught the word of God. It's right. like a classroom instruction. Right. And then when you walk out the doors of your church. Uh, You're supposed to go to work you go to work it's like a lab as, mm-hmm. as, if you're in school yes. you have the classroom instruction and then you go to the laboratory and you go in there and you do what they call a lab which is hands-on exactly. we're going to do these experiments exactly. and we're going to see how you measure this and what what uh utensil you use for that and wow well, this will all happen well this is how you you walk in the spirit you begin to walk out the ministry of the lord yes. jesus through your own life but- and if you don't have the supernatural, you're missing what Jesus did in the Gospels. And it's
1: not just helter skelter. It's no, not just right. everybody go do what That's you want right. to. No, no, no. There's, there's a pattern.
0: There's a pattern. And, and
1: there's a book <laughs> that tells us how to get this thing yes. done. So, to kind of recap, we, we started talking last program and said we were going to do several. Just like we're going on a journey, we're going to get in right. an airplane. We're getting a 747. I'm going to fly to this country, this country, this country, and and give God a family. Yes. Well, to do that, what are we going to have to do? We're going to have to we're going to have to teach the word. We're going to have to win souls. We're going to have to cast out devils. We're going to have to heal the sick. You know the things that Jesus said do. Right. You know these signs shall fall in them that believe. That's right. In my name they'll How cast wonderful. out devils. He, he said. Uh, he gave us that order and gave us the simplest thing first to dispatch the devil on short right. notice. Right. And some a lot of Christians can't dispatch it. In fact, in fact, I get amazed at christians in america that can't handle american devils i mean you know american devils are ones that couldn't make it in the mission field so they sent them to america but uh (laughs) if you can't handle an american devil then don't try to go to india or africa or someplace where there's real devils
0: well americans still you know and and we have lived so far beneath where god has really called us to live to and if you're still easily offended still gossiping still arguing and offended with your pastor over money or tithing or giving or offerings or anything like that, then how in the world would you even go to a foreign country and cast out devils, much less walk into McDonald's and have to face a shooter uh, in there, a terrorist-type person that would try to kill everybody in there? How would you handle that when you're still arguing about the carpet in the church? See, we've lived so... Immature. Oh yeah, and so far beneath what we need to do, Terry, to have the supernatural, to go and do what you've had the experience of doing in fifty-five years. No,
1: absolutely, because this isn't about me, 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 me. No, it's about how can we give God a family? How can we help people? That's it. How can we lift them out of? How can we lift them out of the dust of mediocrity? How can we? How can we pull them up? That's right. Uh, You know, I've said you've heard me say for decades and decades that that as I've traveled the world and talked to all classes mm. and colors and languages of people, right. that I found out that everybody's the same. They have, that's what I call the five, five basic, basic needs, needs of man. it. Doesn't so matter profound if you live in America or Mexico or Russia or Uganda or Kenya or, or right. India, it doesn't matter where you live. Right. You've gotta have a roof over your head. You gotta have clothes on your back. You gotta have food on your table. You've got to take care of your family. The Bible says if you don't take care of your family, you're worse than an infidel. And you've got to have a healthy body. And if any of those five things get messed up, right. you're in trouble. That's if you right. don't have food, you're in trouble. If you don't have a roof over your head, you're in trouble. You know, If you can't take care of your family, you're in trouble. If you don't have a right. healthy body, you're in trouble. So God wants us to, to get those five That's basic right. needs That's right. in control in our life. But he wants us to go meet the five basic needs of the world.
0: Well, and pull and,
1: them up and give them a hope and give them a future and give right. them a chance.
0: Well, I, and I still think American Christians tend to look at this wide-eyed and and just, you know, as Brother Hagin used to say, is like a, looking at a calf at a new gate, yeah. you know. Uh, because uh, when you look at disasters in the world, which you God's used you to go over and help people, sure. when there's been an earthquake, everybody has come down to the, to the level of, those five basic needs. Well, Of course, they don't. Everybody have a roof has over them. Over Everybody has
1: those five basic needs. Just
0: like the the missionary in Turkey that we've been talking to, their whole town of Antioch was destroyed. Yeah. The, they, the
1: Antioch of the Bible.
0: Yeah. Just they recently had, no had another had
1: several more earthquakes well, destroyed the town.
0: He said most people just got out with their pajamas. So life, all of a sudden, has come down to. Well, and the
1: government won't even let them go in Antioch. Right. They won't even let them go back into their houses to retrieve their goods. Some of them have antiques. Some of them, They have furniture. They have clothes. So they the can't town's even go back. That's just, that's, that, that's just going to be bulldozed over. Right. And, and they need everything. So
0: well, uh, And here in America, I just wanted to say, here in America, American Christianity, American churches. Most you know, we're
1: helping them too. Yeah. If you all want to help us yeah. help them, uh, we are let helping us know. Because we are sending We've money already and sent a bunch them money, do that.
0: And we're doing everything we can to help. But we want you to realize that here in America, we have those five basic needs, most of us. Mm-hmm. We've got a roof over our head. Uh, all of you are at uh, most, most everybody is uh, has got that covered to some degree, but yet all of us are on varying degrees of sure, the roof sure. over our head, the money, money. Well, and this
1: economy we're in right now, yeah. has, you know, has been so bad and, and the inflation and the recession and, and all that. Uh, People have fallen down in those areas. They're in yeah. trouble.
0: And so we're back to those five basic needs all the time. So it
1: still takes the supernatural. It's still <laughs> going to take the
0: supernatural power of God for people to, to achieve that for the first time mm-hmm. and then to regain that if they've lost it and then to recover from the shock of the loss. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there is. There's emotional healing. There is a there's shock. physical healing. There's there's loss of loved ones and property and futures and and lifelong savings and all of those things oh, that yeah. are gone. Look,
1: like right now in Turkey, they're actually digging mass graves. Right. That's you know, all they can do. You can't can just do. bury a person one at a time. Fifty-seven mean, thousand
0: people. That they know of, at least, and they're still digging out the bodies. Um, life can come turn on a dime. And life, what once was, can be gone.
1: And then all of a sudden, that will consume you. Yes, like your ever-waking thought is, "Hey, I got to have a place to live right. now. Hey, I've got to have food to eat now. I've got to keep digging out, looking for my lost loved ones." I mean, that all of a sudden, your world becomes that exactly. small. Exactly.
0: Exactly. That's why we want to talk to you over the next several episodes about how to grow up real fast right now, and to learn to live by the supernatural power of God. And to, we're going to talk to you here about all these things, about how to grow in prayer, how to grow in your faith, how to grow in, in hearing the voice of God so that you can go and pr- yeah. and do what you need to get done for you and your family and get rid of the fear, get rid of the confusion, get rid of the, the, the unnecessary yeah. that yeah. would distract you. Well,
1: you know, um, our dear friend and pastor and spiritual father and mentor, you know, John Osteen, which would be Joel Osteen's dad yes. at Lakewood Church in Houston. The uh, best. John's in heaven now. But John Osteen told me, oh, decades and decades ago. And I'm sure he told lots of other people too. But he said to me, he said, Terry, he said, everybody knows they've got to do missions. Everybody, We don't have a choice about missions. We've got to do it. Jesus died for it. And God said, go do it. Jesus said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to right, every creature. Right. He that believeth is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Well, damned to where? Damned to hell. For right, how long? Right. For eternity. We've got to go rescue them. So Brother Osteen said, Terry, every pastor in America that you meet, he said, tell them that they must, MUSD, must go on a missions trip at least three times a year. That's true. And he said, and tell them this. They don't like this part, but tell them not to preach, not to preach, not (laughs) to preach. Yes, yes, yes. That the missionary preach. They're anointed to do that. That's That's their job. But tell them to go. And, and so they can feel the pulse beat. He'd do like this. He said, so they can feel the pulse beat of a lost That's and it. dying, sin-sick world, which will stir the vision up in them, and right. then they'll come back and impart that to their church and keep that vision fresh in their church. Right. So I've done that forever. And Aina, right. I, I usually didn't tell pastors to go three times because I figured they couldn't afford it. Right. So I said, you must go at least one time a year, at least one time a year. And don't preach. Go and listen. Go listen, and look. Boss. Go and feel the listen. pulse beat. And then come back and impart that vision to your church so your church becomes a missions church, a missions-minded church, a church that wants to give God his dream, wants to fulfill God's dream.
0: Well, and, and, and two, you've got to remember that in doing that, what happens is an osmosis of spiritual growth because what Brother Osteen had us do was not just give offerings to oh, missionaries yeah. or not just have missionaries come and preach, But he had us practice that in prayer and in giving and in loving and in keeping those faces up before us about how many of you you have a burden for another country? How many of you have a burden? How many of you have been praying for a particular missionary? And he'd have us come down front because they have this huge map. Up on the up on the stage, yeah. and he'd say, "How many of several you? several maps har- around the church. <laughs> yeah, how many of you have a burden for the Philippines? How many of you have a burden for the for South America or Mexico?" And he would name off countries. And that he did he this had,
1: every every service service every, every service every service Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, every service right. for years. He'd so start that, off by saying, "We pray for the world."
0: So that we got our mind off of us all the time, mm-hmm. and our five basic needs, <laughs> and we begin to think about people in other countries and their five basic needs, right. but the most important one, that they needed to make Jesus the Lord of their life.
1: And because when you pray for somebody, yeah. you get that, that you love begin to sense in you that compassion. for them.
0: Well, in his great book on the divine flow of love, you begin you begin to love the world like God so loved the world.
1: Yes, yes, And you
0: begin to train your soul to begin to feel, like you said, that heartbeat Mm -hmm. of people that are hurting, that are dying, that are lost, that have no hope unless they hear the gospel, somebody comes and helps them, and they can put their, begin to grow in faith in some way. They at least have hope
1: that God will begin to grow. And then because we're... Filled with the Holy Ghost, because Brother Osteen was filled with the Holy Ghost and was a Holy Ghost man and right. a Holy Ghost preacher, right. then we also took with us the supernatural.
0: Yes. Brother we, Osteen when we went, always we took said, miracles. Yeah, when it we just went, takes we took, one miracle. We, we
1: open blind <laughs> eyes, we open deaf deaf yeah. ears, we have cripples walk, we have cast out devils because you're full of the Holy Ghost right. and you've got compassion to go right. to where God so loved the world he gave.
0: He said one time to Dean and I, we were at a we were at a a particular convention in south texas uh great sweet pastors a small church small area but they had had brother osteen come in and he so graciously came to that little church and we were in the back room talking and he said you know it usually can it will just take one miracle mm-hmm to To get a church to oh, grow, yeah. oh yeah, and he was talking about when the people start growing and believing for miracles, then they start having miracles, and the church will grow off of the miracles, no, not right. off of the great teaching, but off of the miracles. So that applies to my life personally. Mm-hmm
1: as an individual,
0: yeah. and then it will apply corporately to the people of God, to oh, the work of God,
1: Absolutely. You know, there's the so people, many church the person, gro- the work. There's so many church growth programs in every denomination of people trying to figure out how can we get yeah. the church to grow, <laughs> and yet all it takes is is a few miracles in the That's church, right. and then word of mouth will say, right. hey, if you're sick, come to our church. Our pastor praying for people, and, and God's healing people That's right and right. left, and that that will attract people more than any music or growth program that you ever well, figured? It,
0: and it really does. And if you don't, it, it locate yourself. What we want to help you do over the next several weeks is help you locate yourself. That's find, a good word because Christians really
1: don't know where they're where at.
0: They, where they're at. Um, most Christians and most of you watching are not in the ministry and you haven't been on the mission field to see how things actually happen day to day or a crusade event Something along that line, and maybe you're just stuck in. Oh God, I got to pay the light bill, and Oh God, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, and and you're you're looking for that personal help from heaven, but you need to grow up out of that and begin to see that God wants you to be out there being the miracle yes. and giving the word and laying hands on the sick and doing that in a much greater way than you've ever done. But it, it's it's giving that that hope. And expectancy in people, but you're not ever going to have that if you don't expect it, if you don't believe God for That's it, right. and it and it goes beyond. You know, somebody pay attention to me. (laughs) It's me seeing through the eyes, looking
1: beyond yourself.
0: Yeah, it's like Brother Osteen always taught us was that to look, look beyond how, look at how that, how God sees that person, how God sees that country, how God sees that particular crisis in life, and that's where you have to always expect the supernatural,
1: and to embrace the heart of God, and, and and in prayer and loving God. You you get that compassion for other people. Right. God loves the world. Right. right. Jesus loved the world. He gave His blood for it. God gave His son for it. Thank God. And uh, that's that's the church's job. If if you're just sitting in a pew, right. You know, if you're just coming in church on Sunday morning and, and spend your little hour, and and the pastor comes in, and it's like you're all in a little salt shaker box and pastor comes in <laughs> takes the box and gives you a little shake and then we we go hunt, eat lunch and say well that was a nice little shake pastor gave a nice oh little goodness. word pastor gave us and then we'll go yeah. back next sunday for another little shake then yeah. then you're living so far beneath your privilege as a christian right. because there's a the power of god on the inside of you I, i've told people renee all my 55 years in the ministry that every christian is a missionary
0: Exactly. either
1: a goer one who goes right or a sender, one who sends, right. and you and I get to be both. We we go all right. the time, right? But then we send money all the time, right? And right. I, I said decades ago, like the British Empire, the British Empire had this statement back in ancient days. They said the sun never sets on the British, on the British, British Empire. Empire. Some we, we the British had had colonies and places all over the oh, world yeah. to where when the sun was set on this part of the world, it's shining over here, and they said the sun never sets. And when I heard that as a kid, I said, well, the sun will never set on my money. I'm going to invest That's money right. in missions around the good? world to where, to where when I'm asleep, when I'm at home asleep, yes. the sun's shining on my money, All my uh, money somewhere, somewhere else. else. That, that, that my money doesn't rest. It doesn't right. stop. My prayers don't rest. Prayers are deathless.
0: Oh, Halloween. they don't have
1: expiration dates
0: no they and don't so our
1: prayers are working our money's working and so we're not just mere men mere christians sitting in the pew on exactly. sunday morning getting a little shake we're we're we've got prayers and money invested around the world and so you and i can teach people we can help people uh learn how to go to the mission fields but yet how to go equipped with the holy ghost not right. just go on a trip but I mean, go into the devil's backyard and snatch souls for God, uh, That's right. and get them to heaven. You know, well, brother Osteen. You know, most Christians in America don't, or anywhere in the world really, don't understand the fivefold ministry. They don't understand the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Now, Jesus thought those up. Right. Je- Jesus. Jesus thought, you know, I need to set those in the church. That's right. The church needs needs the apostle, prophet, or we ever... evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Mm-hmm. And so Ephesians 4 says that Jesus set them in the church. But most Christians don't understand what they are. In fact, if you go to foreign countries like I have for 55 years, uh, they only know there's a pastor and a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> That's all they know. <laughs> And so I see lots of foreign pastors, lots of foreign ministers around the world that really I know, I recognize the gift and I realize they're really an evangelist. Right. Or they're really a teacher or they're really a a prophet or they're really, you know, uh, but yet they don't know to do anything but pastor. So they start pastoring a church, which means they're out of their calling. Right. And so they're not functioning and accomplishing what they could if they'd get over in their right calling. And so when we get right. our right calling, right. then there are gifts with those callings. Right. Every calling has gifts with it. And so you function properly when you're in the right calling with the right gifts. Brother Osteen used to say it like this. a, it's a. if you look at your hand,
0: right.
1: and he'd say, you've got, you, you've got, the, you've got the, the thumb, you know, you've got all, and he said, if you look at the thumb as, uh, as the apostle. And he said, the reason being is because the apostle can actually do the other four. The apostle can actually pastor. He can actually be an evangelist. He can actually be uh, a prophet. He can actually be uh, the teacher. And he said, he he said he can, the thumb is the only one of your fingers that can touch the other four. And the apostle touches the other four. He said, now you take your, your, this finger, the pointing finger. He said, now that's the, that's the prophet. He said, the prophet looks at you and points Mm and you know, and and is the seer and sees things and prophesies the future. He's the, it's the pointing finger. And and then the evangelist is the long finger because the evangelist reaches out
0: further and,
1: and win souls. Then he said that the, this finger, the ring finger, he said that's the pastor because that's that's the love finger. Right. The pastor loves and he said then the little finger, he said, that's the teacher. And he said the teacher gets in your ear and the little finger is the only one you get in your ear that, you? and squeeze that around and right. the teacher gets in your ear and teaches you things. Right. He said but the apostle can touch the other four.
0: Like but, a missionary will have to stand in that office. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Most missionaries or apostles, right. uh, are apostles, are well, I'll say it like this: Every apostle will be a missionary, but not every missionary will be an apostle. I'll, I'll right. explain that some other time. But but the apostle can can go into a foreign country, like the Marines hit the beach right. head first, right. make it possible then for the for the prophet Ask to come, for prophet. the evangelist to come, right. for the pastor right. to come, for the teacher to come. And so uh, the teacher can't just blow into a country, you know, and just start teaching, right. because you don't teach sinners; you have right. to teach Christians. Sinners, you have to announce the gospel. Right. And so, oh we're out of time.
0: We are out of Ah, time. I was having such a good time, too. I want to just say this. On the practical side of this, you're going to have to know some things about yourself and how you're called and what you're called to do. And so we're going to talk some more about that and help you understand that because the practical is what's going to help you move a lot in the supernatural. But if you're all confused about where you are and what you're doing, that's why... We want to talk about these things yes, about the yes. supernatural. So We're to spend several episodes on this.
1: It. Huh? So we'll spend several gonna, episodes yes.
0: on this. <laughs> yes, we will. Well, God bless you all. We, our time is gone and we just want to remind you one more time that you are More, more Than Conquerors. God girls. bless you.
1: everybody renee and i just want to remind you that the greatest miracle of all time and the only eternal miracle is salvation so uh, let's just do that right now pray this prayer after me father god I come before you today to accept Jesus. I believe in my heart Jesus is the son of God. I call on you today according to your word. I ask you to forgive me of my sins, wash me in your blood, make me a new creature. Thank you Lord for saving me and I'll serve you the rest of my days in Jesus name. So write us, let us know, tell somebody that you prayed with Terry and Renee and that you gave your heart to Jesus. We love you God bless you.